5G mobile networks are here. Uh, okay, well, that actually depends on where you live, but regardless of when you'll have access to 5G, this new technology has a lot to offer. But exactly how does it compare to current mobile networks? Well, joining me today is Chris Althouse, CEO of Australian Mobile Telecommunications Association. Hi, Chris. Good day, Andy. Now, Chris, what exactly is the role of uh, the AMTA? Well, AMTA, as, as it's known, is a you know, pretty typical industry group. So we represent all of the carriers, uh, all of the infrastructure vendors um, and uh, the handset community. So anyone that's in mobile uh, is, is uh, typically a member uh, of AMTA. And we, we focus on how the sector is going and, and most importantly, what government is thinking about the sector and the regulatory and policy settings that uh, that make our businesses possible. Right. Well, as you know, the a hot topic for, for 2019 as we roll through it is the rollout of 5G. We're already seeing a few 5G mobile handsets on the market, but what's coverage like right now and what does the rollout look like, maybe especially for people who live in country or more remote parts of Australia? Look, the, the, the evolution of 5G is following... Uh, a similar circumstances as, as we saw with 3 and 4G. Um, initially, the rollout is very uh, much focused on high population metropolitan areas um, and the, the coverage and availability of, of uh, services on the new network grow from there. Um, Australia is quite at the forefront of 5G, we've gone quite early to the provision of, of, of 5G services. The rest of the world will probably really start to click in in 2020, but we're already up and running. Um, major metropolitan centres uh, are enjoying 5G. Um, that is growing very, very uh, consistently and strongly. Um, and of course, after that, we'll see some reach out into major regional centres and, and, and beyond. But that'll take some time. It's, it's typical of a network to uh, take a little while to, to build out and, and be available uh, as broadly as, say, 4G is today. But um, it's very much uh, um, part of the, uh, the evolution of, of, of the new network. Now, Chris, we are seeing the marketing of the latest 5G smartphones really ramping up. Uh... Is it safe to say you're better off waiting until you have access to a 5G network before considering getting your hands on one of the uh, the 5G-enabled smartphones? Well, yeah, you know, you've you, you've got that sort of chicken and egg thing. You need the you need the network to get the advantage and 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 the service. But um, you're quite right. The number of devices are, is is increasing more and more coming to market. Again, fairly typical of of what has happened with other generations. Um, this is only going to gather. Momentum, because uh, 5G is, is uh, in partnership with 4G, is going to be the sort of the mobile ecosystem for the for the next decade. Um, uh, so people are, are certainly starting to switch on and looking for new handsets, and the, the range is increasing. Um, uh, so it's it's going to be the the the, the next purchase step. Uh, you'd be unwise to think about the next handset and not consider getting something that was 5G uh, enabled. Right. Let's uh, fast forward to a point in time where the majority of the population has access to a 5G mobile network. Uh, a lot of people uh, think about, I mean, as we rolled from 3G to 4G, there was a lot of focus on data speeds. But what are some of the other benefits that we're going to see from 5G? Well, 5G is going to change the game 
again. Um, you're quite right, the, the evolution of 4G saw us get into that sort of the era of the smartphone and, and, and really high-quality mobile broadband, and that changed uh, our lives forever. Um, 5G is going to take it to the next level from a, a consumer point of view. You'll, you'll see, uh, again, faster speeds, lower latency, so uh, that will open up a much richer experience in areas like virtual reality, augmented reality, um, certainly the, the, uh, the streaming of ever-high-definition uh, um, um, video material will be a, a major theme. So that's what we're used to, and that's what we're calling enhanced mobile broadband. But 5G also extends very, very strongly into industrial areas. So um, you'll see the the machine-to-machine -machine or the Internet of Things become uh, a, a cent central application for 5G. Uh, and that's going to be relevant to our our domestic environment, our homes, our cities, our cars, uh, how goods uh, and freight are moved, etc. And then finally, you'll get uh, what we're calling sort of ultra-reliable, low-latency communication, and that's mission-critical type things. Robotics uh, might be an e example, uh, the, the driverless or autonomous vehicles and things like that. So it's where you want absolutely real-time um, network performance down to a millisecond of latency, which is effectively real-time. So it's going to expand, Andy, into this uh, industrial area as well as adding huge capacity and speed um, to how we're using networks currently. Do you see that 5G might perhaps be a fix for the national broadband network? I mean, I'd suggest that it will supersede it. <laughs> um, look, we get asked that quite a lot. The reality is the, the 5G world as it evolves is, is much more of, of a convergent environment. So we rely on the fixed infrastructure uh, uh, increasingly to do the heavy lifting in terms of data traffic movement. Uh, data, we've got an insatiable appetite for data. Uh, data traffic volumes double almost annually. Um, and, and we need fixed infrastructure to move the, the, that data. That's not to say that, that 5G isn't going to raise the competitive tension uh, with the NBN, but by far and away, they are complementary technologies that, that will work side by side, along with other things like Wi-Fi and satellite and fixed wireless access, very much a converged environment, but you'll see mobility and 4G and 5G at the centre. Now, Chris, uh, you mentioned data volume there, which leads uh, on quite nicely to my next question. Uh, earlier this year, I was discussing with Intel uh, one of the potential, I'll, I'll say, problems with 5G because, of, of course, of its capacity and speed. Uh, you need to have really good data management solutions on the back end um, with things like uh, mobile edge uh, cloud storage. While the average person isn't really thinking about this, uh, it is um, uh, problems that are being solved in, in the background. Uh, but it's not really something you really hear anyone talking about. But instead, there's been a bit of talk about uh, the impact that 5G networks might have on health. So are there any health concerns with 5G? What does science have to say about it? Look, uh, Andy, you're right. We, we really are at the cutting edge with 5G in all sorts of ways. And the use of cloud and the, and the, and the use of uh, network function virtualization is one term that gets bandied around and software-defined networks. That's all uh, centerpiece, uh, but for for the health debate, 5G is just another brand. It's just another uh, 
application that uses radio waves and the, the research into radio wave use across the full range of, of things that we do with radio, radio waves, radio and television, um, you know, microwave ovens, uh, what we do with remote controls every day, um, the, the, the baby monitor that you might use to, to, to keep an eye on junior. We use radio waves in, in all of these different ways and 5G is just another use of radio waves. Um, and after decades and decades and decades of research, the, the, the primary health bodies globally and, and certainly here in Australia have been unable to find any link between use of radio waves and, and, and a detrimental health outcome. So uh, the, the short story is that, there's, that we can't find a link. Researchers have spent an enormous amount of time and effort looking for one. Um, so 5G being a, just a natural extension of what we do in the radio wave space is like 4G and 3G and, and television and radio and a myriad of other things. It does not pose a health risk. And I would suggest if an organisation such as the World Health Organisation is kind of giving it the thumbs up and they've done their research, then um, then that's uh, that's good enough for me. But how do you think this information has, has or I should say, how do you think this misinformation has come about around 5G then? Look, there's a, we, we respect people's concerns. Uh, they hear something new is coming. Um, two things that have, that have popped up in the 5G space, which I think people have been a bit uncertain about, um, is the fact that we will ultimately use a higher frequency in radio uh, spectrum. Um, but people are, are thinking higher frequency and then translating that to higher power. And it's just simply not, not the case. Um, we will be using a higher frequency. It's not higher power. It's just a shorter wavelength. Um, it's great for carrying data, um, but it's certainly not higher powered. In fact, measurements already on existing new 5G networks are suggesting that levels are going to be lower than 4G. So um, there really isn't something to worry about. But in fairness to, to the consumer and members of the public, it's our job to tell them that. Um, and so we've, we've got quite a substantial body of information, and not just us, but agencies like you've just mentioned, the World Health Organization, or our local uh, regulator, our PANSA, the Radiation Protection Nuclear Safety Agency. These are the bodies that are saying, look, we've done a lot of research. Research is global. Can't find anything here. Uh, this, this new version of mobile is safe. Good to know. And, and AMTA has published um, an information document specifically to clear up any of these concerns around health and safety with 5G networks. Where can people find that? Look, you can find all of this information uh, on our website, which is amta.org.au. Uh, um, and that's a, a, a got a whole bunch of information about all things mobile, but most uh, centrally, uh, this, this health and safety uh, uh, topic is, is covered in great detail, not just in terms of 5G, but in terms of the, the previous generations as well. Thanks, Chris. I really appreciate the update on 5G and thank you so much for taking some time out to uh, chat with me today. It's a great pleasure, Andy, anytime.